Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. Uh, you're about to hear the episode where I interview 20th century screenwriter and producer Rod Serling and first first lady of these United States, Martha Washington, wife of our first president, George Washington. Uh, before we get to the episode, don't forget to buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Email us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Check out the fresh eps every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Leave a comment. And, of course, check out jaredperenstein.com for all the latest updates on and live shows of mine. Uh, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Martha Washington and Rod Serling only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Stories stuck in the heads. It's gonna hear awful for me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American screenwriter and television producer, most well known for his sci fi television series, The Twilight Zone, Rod Serling. Hello. And the very first First Lady of the United States, the wife of our first president, George Washington, Martha Dandridge <laughs> Washington. Hello. Uh, are you okay there, I, Mrs. Washington? Oh, so many stairs in your apartment. I yes, apologize for that. Quite a lot of stairs. <laughs> I apologize for that. We had to record. Never-ending series of stairs. <laughs> I'm just thankful to be sitting down. I, I want to make you two as comfortable as possible. Where I, do these stairs lead? Uh, just Do they lead to another dimension? We've no. started, Jared. <laughs> no, they lead to floors. They lead to different people's apartments. We, because of our schedule, we had to, to do this one in my apartment. We're out of the studio today, but I hope that you guys are comfortable. And uh, yes. and anything that you need, just let me know. Uh, Ms. Washington, Mr. Sterling, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having us. Uh, so I'd like to start off with You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'd like to start off with you. Uh, Mr. Serling, as I mentioned, uh, you're most well known for your incredibly popular sci-fi series, The Twilight Zone, where you heavily utilized twist endings. There is a fifth dimension. Beyond that, which is known to man. That is the... It is a dimension (laughs) beyond shadow and light, a dimension of science and superstition. I knew it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Martha Washington. You're about to enter. You knew it? You knew that's the dimension he was talking about? I grew up in creaky old houses, and I always knew you there always was... You knew there was a fifth dimension somewhere. Yes, there had to be. I see. Um, so, the twist endings where you set up a world, and there's going to be a big surprise at the end. Um, and according to the Wikipedia, you first utilized these twist endings in a non-Twilight Zone script of yours that you wrote called The Time Element. Uh, about a man who goes to a psychiatrist because he has recurring nightmares about Pearl Harbor. Do you remember this script, the, uh, the I, time element? I remember seeing this script in the vault of the MGM studio lot back when I was a little page boy. There. Oh, you, you were a page for MGM? Yes. Ah, yes. I didn't understand. I thought that this was, um, this was an original script of yours, but you're saying that you found it in the vault somewhere. That's right. I found it in the vault and... Well, I shouldn't say I, but my mirror image found it in the vault somewhere. Interesting. Where you see there are many different realities. Realities that have doubles of those realities. Wow. So you're saying an alternate Rod Serling 
uh, showed you the script for uh, for the time right. element. An alternate me who I later had to kill. Oh my goodness! <gasps> and the twist was. <laughs> The twist they was were a Nazi. They were oh, so this was an alternate Rod Serling that was existed in the world where he became a Nazi. All choices lead to the areas where you call reality, and mm. reality calls itself time. That's fascinating. I had no idea that you were so intimately involved with the different dimensions uh, that have sort of like sprung about from the different decisions that humans have made throughout time. There's twists and twists and turns where there's twists. Do you? Remember remember this script, the time element? Do you remember what the twist was about this guy? Well, I remember pitching a a twist that at the end of the script, they were a Nazi. (laughs) Who was a Nazi? The psychiatrist or the guy having the dream? Were they both Nazis? At the end of the meeting, I, I just looked at the head of the studio and I said, the twist is... They're a Nazi. Oh, wow. Nazi stuff makes my head hurt. (laughs) Poor Martha Washington. I mean, we're going to be talking about uh, Nazis a little bit in this uh, this interview, just because, you know, uh, Rod Serling fought in World War II, so obviously he has a lot of uh, 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 thoughts and opinions about that. I've got a lot of stories. A Um, lot of stories with a mm -hmm. lot of twists. It's my unlucky day. Do you remember... um, Me? No, Mr. Serling. Oh. Do you remember the um, uh, what what happened when you pitched the script and you said the twist is they're Nazis to these producers? Were they were they were they enthralled? Were they were they? They uh... were not enthralled. They Ooh. asked me to leave immediately. It was too close, <laughs> too close to what had just happened—the atrocities of World, of World War, War II. II. Yeah, I have but to imagine. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The twist was. They were a Nazi. They were not. The, the producers were Nazis. They were Nazis, and oh. we were all on a 747 <laughs> headed back into time. That is an, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Is that the dinosaur episode? <laughs> that is, in fact, the dinosaur. I love that. Ep- That's a, what a, we call the dinosaur episode. It's a great episode. But the twist was, those dinosaurs no! were actually... Adolf Hitler. Oh boy! And is, Heinrich Himmler. It's extremely complicated. These, I, I, I'm, I'm worried that all the the stories of these incidents from your life are going to have a lot of uh, uh, enigmatic twists and turns. Can to them. we dig into the page stuff? That what you was... mean? Back when, uh, back when uh, Rod Serling was a page That's over at MGM. A, always yes. been a dream of mine that I. That obviously can't happen now. No, I... Martha Washington, you could be a page today. Oh, at SNL, the pace of the week, <laughs> I hear. It's nuts. Well, I think, uh, you know, diversity is something that's very important these days, and having an elderly woman uh, as part of the program, I'm sure, would be really valuable to a corporation. Jared, have you been to Studio 8H? I have not been to Studio 8H. The hallways no. are not wide enough for my hoop skirt. Oh, that's a shame. I have to just stay here in your bedroom <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah you were barely able to come through the door to where we're recording today 
Um, and I appreciate you. We sort of like had to angle you a little bit. I appreciate you being down for that. Yes. Um, but the last thing I wanted to ask Rod Serling about these twists, about these twists ending of yours that you're so popular. Um, did something happen in your life or was there a work of art that made you realize the power of the twist ending? Well, something happened to you where you thought, oh, this is something I need to incorporate into my work. Well, you see, back in World War II when I served in the infantry battalion, I, yes. took, a, I took a little trip to France and made a detour into the Louvre. And when I stared at the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa reached out from the painting. I find this very hard to believe. Oh, started, started strangling me, strangling me so hard. Oh my God! With her, with her strong masculine fists. Oh. And I thought, this could be a show. This could be a show. <laughs> this could be a show. Uh, well, but the twist. <laughs> oh, the twist. The twist was, Mona Lisa, was actually. Albert Einstein. Whoa! I don't see the connection. <laughs> I don't see how that's possible. You see the tw- I don't you see, see the, the twist up. was it, it Albert was twist, Einstein though. faked his death. Ooh, and became and disguised himself as the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Hit himself. I you can't get extradited never, from a painting. I never ever would have seen that coming. I wish I'd years. thought of that. I have to imagine that as you were being strangled by the Mona Lisa, you were just thinking like, "Wow, I did not see this coming. You I never did do. not expect this." So yeah, I can see how there's a there's a link up there with the work that you would eventually do. Um, I'd like to pivot over to Martha Washington now. Uh, so and let's get you some water if you need. Uh, yes. <laughs> you poor dear, you oh, poor thing. My Adver inhaler didn't come through yet. Uh, do you hate... know which one that is? You Ad... don't have to pretend. It's the one that's a circle, right? And yes. you sort of like open up the side, and that's where you get your asthma medicine. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, I, I I grew up with asthma too, so I sympathize <gasps> you with you. Did? I did. Yeah. We're one in the sea. <laughs> we are. That's one of our many similarities, Martha Washington. So you grew up on a plantation in Virginia in the mid-1700s. Oh, uh, your father, a man named John Dandridge, is uh, suspected to have had a couple of uh, illegitimate children. Mm-hmm. Uh, a daughter named Anne Dandridge Coston, who was born into slavery, and uh, an illegitimate son named Ralph Dandridge. And I know that you had seven other siblings but do you have any memory of these uh alleged half siblings Anne and uh and ralph yes mm. i do we used to play outside by the creek and do that thing where you take the stick and tie a string and catch a fish uh you mean fishing yes <laughs> used to do f- <laughs> That's it. Thank God you're here, Jerry. Now, so you're saying that you would do this with your your step uh, sister and brother. Yes, but I had no idea that they were my... They were my kin. None. I thought they were just fun friends, always around. Mm, I see. And so did your other siblings, were they there as well? Was was it just the uh, the eight of you plus these two uh, children who you didn't know you were actually related to? Yes, it was that classic situation where... Parents hide things from the kids and think they're helping you, but they're destroying you by they're not being honest. You. Oh, yeah. How, how do you feel like that destroyed you? Was that emotionally uh, difficult for you to live through, Martha Washington? Yes, and now I trust no one. <laughs> you, tr- <laughs> you tr- <laughs> Let that be a lesson. You see, you're... 
being triggered. Sorry, my asthma. <laughs> it's it's uh, asthma has its root in pain. <laughs> it really does. And so you're saying that because of this lie that your parents told you, not telling you about your half siblings, yes. that you lost the ability to trust others. Jared, I'm no different than Johnny Cash being scolded for letting his brother get sliced up. <laughs> With that um, saw in the opening of the movie, Walk the Line. You're referring, of course, to uh, the incidents from Johnny Cash's life where his... uh, Rod, you know. Oh, yes. The (laughs) ultimate twist. (laughs) The twist. The twist. The twist of the blade. The twist of the blade. Turning around. The twist of that lathe. Killing uh, killing killing Johnny Johnny Cash's brother. brother, Unnamed Cash. Yes. I see. But I didn't go on to have hit after hit or become friends with... Willie Nelson. No, but you were certainly uh, uh, an impressive and uh, uh, <sighs> an accomplished woman. In the, in I the could 1700s. have done more. Well, obviously, I think that you suffered from, um, you know, the the time period that you were born, and you were given a lot of advantages, but yes. you were still, of course, a woman in the 1700s. Through you know? and through. Yeah. Yes. Or was she? <laughs> oh, I posit oh, a theory. <laughs> I posit a theory that what if we're not dealing? With a human being at all? Oh what if goodness. we're dealing a if, Nazi dinosaur? What if we're dealing with a Nazi dinosaur? Martha Washington, he's he's saying that the twist is that you're a Nazi dinosaur. I mean, he's the writer, not me. Yeah, but you're you. You could establish this for us. Oh, oh, oh then I vote no. <laughs> okay, so you're not. You're not a Nazi no, dinosaur. No, no, no. That's wonderful to hear. And I'm so sorry that this um that just playing with these uh, half siblings and not yes. knowing that you related to them had such a scarring effect for you. Oh, big time. Being lied to is the the crooks of all evil when you're a child. Mm, I see. But yes, it was it was very upsetting. I didn't find out till years later. How old were you when you found out about your half siblings? Thirty one. You were thirty one. Yes. I see. So this is um, after your first husband dies, after you marry, uh, remarry George Washington, oh. uh, and that's when you find out. Thank about you your for taking siblings. me through it. Yes. Uh, no, this is just for the listener. This is for the, oh, right. so that they so they they understand where we are chronologically. No, that's totally correct. Yeah, yes. tell, tell us about the moment that you found out about your half siblings. Rod, brace yourself for <laughs> this story is spookier than any of your eps. I'm holding on to my. I'm holding on to my cigarette as if it was the rail of a shower for an elderly person. (laughs) For safety. All right. So it was about 8.15 a.m. Oh, right. Early in the morning. Yes. Most. Well, I could have gotten up sooner, but I was tired. (laughs) It was probably July and hot as heck. (laughs) Okay, please continue. The Potomac was doing its thing, just mm-hmm. rolling Bubbling along. along. All right. No waves. You're doing a great As job <laughs> of setting the scene here, Martha Washington. It's important. Okay. As you see, it's a river, not an ocean. Narration <laughs> is very important. It's certainly Thank not an you. ocean. Thank you. So then I got up and was mad at myself for sleeping in. Mm-hmm. Okay. For what was my excuse? I'd done basically nothing the day before. All right. Fast forward to the heat of the story. <laughs> I wish we'd have started there, but <laughs> far be it for me to, to tell you how to do your job. So, Martha Washington, please continue. Thank you, thank you. I put on my shoes, but you see... 
this is the twist. I was not pregnant, so my feet weren't swollen, so my shoes weren't tight. They were a little baggy, okay. which caused me to trip ever so slightly on a piece of paper. <gasps> Dear God. Oh, my God. What and was the paper? It was a note from my half-sibs, and it said, We're your half-sibs. <laughs> So thank God my non-swollen feet caused me to trip and find that letter. Thank God you slept in. If you had gotten up earlier, you might have missed the paper entirely. And what would that scene look like? (laughs) What would that scene look like if she never saw that Let's start at the beginning. Let's reestablish where the Potomac is. It's not an ocean. The Potomac was waving ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are... First First Lady of the United States, Martha Washington. Good afternoon. And 20th century American television producer behind the Twilight Zone, Rod Serling. Zip, zap, zap. So, uh, Mr. Serling, uh, you served in the military during World War II. Yes. Uh, And after the war, you went to Antioch College in Ohio, where you met your future wife, Carolyn Kramer. Or did I? Uh, I'm... Well... Or did uh, I? You know, listen. What if I told you that the real story is far more terrifying than you could have ever imagined? Okay, before I, before we go into what the other story is, I'm just gonna say, is there a different story as to how you met your wife, or is that actually how you met your wife? I there, there's Jared Hush. There's layers beyond layers. Okay. The way, first of all, I should mention that I I love my wife more than, well, who's a contemporary poet? A Ethan contemporary? Cohen from of the Cohen Brothers. Yeah, he's he can he classify a poet. I know when that when he uh, says I I love I love you more. Uh, you're the ghost to my story, baby. You're the ghost to my story. Mm. And wow, that's, what a beautiful sentiment. Or is it? <laughs> What if I told you that I you know, didn't love my Mr. wife? Mr. Serling. What uh, if the twist was that I'm actually trying to kill her? Trying to kill your wife. Oh. I think that would be an incredible twist, seeing as how you were married to her for decades. I, I mean, that is a long but game. But what's a better twist than to die before the wife you're trying to kill? <laughs> it's a great twist. If I could just... I just I'm sensing a pattern here, and... I just in in the in the interest of efficiency for this interview, we should all just assume. Or do you have to be somewhere? <laughs> I mean, we do have some. You're at home we, already. We do have some time constraints as far as like broadcasting this episode <gasps> oh, out, you know, right, for our audience. Right. I'm just saying that in the interest of efficiency, we should just assume there is a great line outside Shake Shack. Yeah, oh, and no. so we're I know wanna, you want to get. I know you, I look at you, get, Jarrett, and I know. You wanna eat some of that shake shake. I'm gonna get take you for a shack cargo dog, guys. <laughs> and what if and how about I convince you to treat me to a shroom town <gasps> burger? So Martha's gonna buy me a hot dog. A shack cargo dog. A shack cargo dog. And I'm gonna buy Rod Serling a shroom burger. That'll be our date for after the show. That'll be one. Oh, no meat, just can't... shrooms. <laughs> That's how I've lived. That's how I lived, and mm-hmm. that's how I continue. But be careful when you bite in. The cheese comes out, and it's so hot. And it's, it's so hot. It's very hot. It's so hot. That is a, that's something that everybody should be wary of. Just make sure that when, you bite, when you're biting into a shack, shack Chicago Chicago dog. dog. No, no, the shroomy 
burger. Oh, the shroom <laughs> burger has the cheese called. in it. The shroom burger has, a, has, has cheese in it? It's a mushroom with cheese. Oh, Jerry. That's right. I never had one. It's a mushroom. It's a it's a big <laughs> mushroom. A bi- the filled biggest with mushroom. I want to. I want to. But the twist the is, I want to bump the brakes on this because I. I, I but the I twist love, is okay. What's the twist? What's the twist? The twist to this burger <laughs> is that it's actually the root of all evil. Ooh, Ooh interesting. Oh. I lo- we we can really dive down all these what ifs. But I'm just saying, for the interest of the efficiency yeah. of the interview, maybe we should just sort of skip Stick that. Stick to what's on the wiki. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But what is a exactly. wiki? Exactly, Martha Washington. Oh, God. Lisa, we would all be shocked. We would all be shocked and surprised if what we thought was true were not true, Mr. Serling. So maybe we could just sort of like gloss over that unless unless you can tell us that the truth is different than what oh, we so think. Oh, so you're allowed to say unless, but I, <laughs> I just can't ever posit. Well, what I wanted to ask you about meeting your first wife, because according to the Wikipedia, uh, she originally refused to go on a date with you because you had a reputation at Antioch of being a ladies' man, and I was wondering if that was true. If you uh, if you played the field a lot, if you if you were a bit of a a bit of a uh, oh, oh sorry, Washington. Excuse you. Oh, thank you. So that was so nice of you, Rod. <laughs> we both said, "Excuse me." <laughs> I heard Rod the loudest. <laughs> so a very Mr. rude Sterling. person, Mr. Sterling. Is it true? Did you have a bit of reputation for being a ladies' man over at Antioch College? Let's posit that this reality is true. Okay. Let's say that I was a ladies' man. Let's Thank say you. I was cock of the walk of Antioch College. All right. What if I? What if that was true? Okay. Or what if the? What if this reality is true? <laughs> okay. What if I was chained to a basement for four years? Four years without speaking or hearing anybody. Just. Feeding off of whatever was on the floor, slowly oh. developing the ability to spit acid from my tongue. Spit, spit acid. This something spit you acid taught yourself how to do. What if this? Was, what if that was me? And then I met my wife. <laughs> and the twist is, I met my wife. Okay, is that what happened, or were you just a regular ladies' man at Antioch and then met her? Submitted for your approval. Yes. The idea that a ladies' man can be a horrible monster. Okay. Or, or that a horrible monster can just live by himself. Would you just tell us what happened? Could you just say like what the facts oh, were of your personal biography? This is a dimension beyond sound I and sight. No. Beyond reality and shadow. This is the outer limits. Mm, that is. <laughs> Also, not the name of your show. I was chained in the basement once. Wait, I'm sorry. Martha Washington? <laughs> you were chained to a basement. <clears throat> Let her finish. Oh, I, I thought we would skip right over that. No, I wanted to hear about You're this. You're interested? Very interested. This isn't in your Wikipedia anywhere. Of course not. Someone's a, a bot is always going in and taking it out. You keep and on... I keep putting it back in. <laughs> you keep on editing your own, own Wikipedia. <laughs> basement years so when did this happen because uh, as we know you were married yes. young uh, to uh-huh. your first husband remarried uh, so married at 18 remarried at 27 to george washington Correct. Uh, so at what point were your basement years martha washington well it was all a big mistake it was nobody's well <laughs> i okay let me set the scene mm-hmm. it was about 5.25 in the evening. 
evening. Mm -hmm. I had just had a small snack, nothing crazy, (laughs) Rod. Because, you see, gluten-free stuff didn't exist back then, but Mm. I could uh, feel... Do you mind if I just pause you for just one second? Gluten-free things did exist back then, but like we didn't have a special category for gluten-free at the time. Like bananas. Like if you had a banana, (laughs) it was still a gluten-free banana back in the 1700s. Yes, it's just things (laughs) weren't marked. And so... I would eat certain things that were full of gluten, Mm. and then I would get inflamed and feel sick and sad. Mm -hmm. So then I... I went to sit and I wanted to be alone because though I, it says in my wiki, I was charming. I needed to be alone to, is anyone listening to me? <laughs> yes, we're, we're wrapped. The twist is. We're wrapped, Martha Watt. The twist <laughs> is that she was charming yes. and alone. That's not a twist. I needed to be alone to recharge. You were an introvert. Introvert. What's that word? E N F. P or EMFJ. You mean the... Um, Myers-Briggs. Uh, the Myers-Briggs. <laughs> I'm whichever one it is where I need to be alone to get my juice To back. recharge a little bit. Yes. That's totally normal. So I went into the basement to get my juice back, my personality juice. Mm-hmm. And I tripped and my f- my foot got stuck in one of those... um. Oh, help me, Rod. Those, like, bad kind of a bracelet that clamps around your ankle. You mean like handcuffs? Uh, an ankle bracelet? Yes, with a <laughs> chain. I think it was meant to trap a turkey or a bear. <laughs> and it trapped me. How old were you at the time? Oh, God, goodness. I must have been 19 and 19 a half. 19 years old, so you're in your first year of yes. marriage. Yes, yes. How long were you trapped down in the basement in this turkey trap? That you had tripped yourself into. I'd say 1.25 years. <laughs> That's longer than any turkey deserves to be trapped. Yes. Oh my God, a year. Mm-hmm. A little over a year you were trapped in a turkey trap in the basement. Yes, hence I wasn't sad when he passed on. Because I was a little upset. He Why didn't, didn't you wonder notice? where I was. Why didn't you come find me? It was just in the Thank basement. Thank you. Wasn't Thank it you. someone's job to come check the turkey trap to you see if a turkey <laughs> had been caught in the basement? would have thought so. <laughs> Those are some elusive turkeys. They sure yes. are. That's unbelievable. I'd love to hear more about the uh, about the uh, the turkey years. But we only have so we long. We only have so much time and we got to get to Shake Shack. do we? Oh, yes, yes. Do we have yes, we an do. infinite yeah, amount no, of time? No, we don't have an infinite amount of time, Brett Sterling. For time we, is just a construct it, that we have made up I'll ourselves to that. A f- to assume but, authority. I'll grant you that, but we live in a world where we agree to these constructs so that we can we can uh, associate with each other and communicate and just exist you sound in the ju- world. You sound just like the president of CBS when I asked him, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> i got to give you something. That uh, pre- that was a weird response to how are you doing. That I, I'm on your side. Is CBS the the okay? Are they doing okay? I think CBS is doing fine. I Last mean, time I checked, they were not doing that great. It's just that uh, it's just that their president, I think, is uh, in a little trouble because of a history of uh, sexual oh. harassment and mm. you know similar similar problematic exploits. Oh goodness! I just think like the right that, guy, right? Les Moonves, like oh, at CBS, y- right? Yikes! Yeah, like just like the Pixar guy. The Pixar guy. <laughs> Mostly, I yes, agreed to just come like here. Just like the Pixar guy. To say, please don't go see Incredibles two. Why? Why shouldn't we go see Incredibles two, Martha Washington? The Pixar guy. Oh, help me out, Rod. What's his name? <laughs> the one with who was grabbing ladies at Pixar? Was it John Lasseter? Thank you, John. La- <gasps> a thunderstorm. <laughs> 
Can anyone hear it out or there? Or is it? Uh, is yes. it? Yes. Is it a thunderstorm? It's a thunderstorm. Or is it an it's illusion of our mind? If you're just joining us, <laughs> some thunder has clattered outside. What's your name? Rex? What, Jared? Name? Jared Bernstein. Jared's apartment. And we we need help. <laughs> I think we're gonna be fine because we're safe and we're safe indoors. The thunderstorm is outside. Or are we? Yes, we're safe. We're safe, Rod Serling. This I don't there remember. Things I don't remember we... entering this room, and yet we're all in it. That's funny because I remember. I remember you entering. I remember both of you entering. I are we, we all to, dolls? We had to tip in... over Martha Washington so she could get through the door. You don't remember that? You remember are, part or of that? are we all dolls trapped in <sighs> a bin for orphan children? I suppose it's possible that we're all dolls trapped in a bin but there's a lot of things you know one time all of our lives you know one time dick matheson who wrote that episode and i were grabbing a beer at mcsorley's after (gasps) after the peanut place the peanut place (laughs) mcsorley's the peanut place place. yeah (laughs) abs and then when and then we we were talking and then the bartender said all right you guys got to get out of here that bartender took off his three-corner paper hat revealed Mm -hmm. That he was a Nazi. Oh, oh my God! What a twist! What a twist! What a twist indeed! Wow! Uh, you know oh we've got to take a short break. Um, unfortunately, I feel or fine. Do, or do we? <laughs> we do have to take a short break. Uh, but we will be right back with Rod Serling and Martha Washington on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever. We love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JaredBernson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support This Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are the very first First Lady of these United States, the wife of our first President, George Washington, Martha Dandridge Washington. (gasps) Yes, that's true. That's you. And uh, 20th century American screenwriter and television producer, most well-known, for his sci-fi television series, The Twilight Zone, Rod Serling. Tell it, then sell it. Tell it, then sell it. His famous oh, catchphrase. I like that. Uh, so I'd like to ask you, Martha Washington. So when you were 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, you married a wealthy man named Daniel Park Custis. Yuck, uh, yuck, He was yuck. 38 years old. Ugh. So that must have been... Uh, um, interesting, and the Wikipedia doesn't give a lot of details about the man or the marriage. 
Uh, was this arranged? Were you happy about it? Did you guys have a good relationship? I know that he left you in the basement for a yes. little over the year. The turkey years. The turkey years. Um, but other than that, like, did you go into this thinking that it would be a good marriage? Were you excited? Were you not excited? Like every young person at 18 who gets involved in a relationship, I was, I was lost. It was one of those situations where the first person you forgive me, make love to, mm. you fall in love with, and so you just think, this is it, and then you slowly start to die inside. <laughs> okay. So truthfully, thank God he passed, because it freed me. Because it freed you to, to start living the kind of life that you wanted to live. Yes, and to really cut to the chase, since no one seems to like my stories when they go on and on. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> I didn't want to give you that impression, Martha Washington. Uh, just in the interest of time, I thought that maybe we should, I we should cut to the chase. Perhaps yeah. you should consider adding a twist Ooh, to those stories. That, I would encourage you. But I'm you, not a Nazi. I would encourage you, Martha Washington, to not include a twist. To just tell the story the oh, way it happened. Now I don't know what to do. You, just, can, you can easily add any amount of drama to a story simply by adding a twist. Oh, Watch. Yeah. I walked outside and went to the park, and then I went to the store. Yeah, pretty normal story. And the twist is that store was a cave with a computer inside but of it. But what <laughs> time was it? <laughs> and and, were and there, it was midnight. Oh. And were you next to a river or an ocean? Oh, a yes. lot of great questions about this story. <laughs> but yes, so I uh, back to Custis. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, he passed away, and... Then shattered my belief in soulmate, and I realized being in a relationship is a choice between two or more people. Ooh, wow, that's very progressive of you, Martha Washington. Yes, so really, no heart. I was, I wasn't sad when he died. Oh. I was secretly incredibly elated. That's not that's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, being able to to suddenly be in your own element at the age of 25. Yes. You were uh he left you a very wealthy woman in charge of five plantations. Uh, and uh, yes, he did. It was said. It was said that you had a fair amount of uh, business acumen. That you would bargain with merchants in London. You were very adept at managing so the household. For the that plantation. too, I was thankful that he mm -hmm. that he passed on. I mean, mm -hmm. did you did you find yourself falling into the role of uh, managing this large uh, uh, enterprise well, or was it something that you found daunting at the very beginning? I became, I, I slipped right into the Lucille Ball role of running the studio, so to speak. Ooh, the Lucille Ball role. Yes, you mm. know she did that. She I was, didn't know that. She was really the, the, the one calling the shots in that relationship. Between Lucy her and Ricky. and Ricky, of course. I was the Lucy, and mm -hmm. thankfully I had a dead Ricky. <laughs> Thankfully, your Ricky was dead. But yeah, no, I, I I fell right into the role. I realized that I really liked to be in charge. Mm. And then as luck would have it, Rod, a shadow fell across the Potomac. And of course, I had to marry the president of the United <laughs> States. I'm sorry. So it was back to can the drawing you, board. Can you expand on that? Because so you're running this business yes. at 25 years old. Thriving in my independence. Two years later, you meet George Washington and say that you had to marry him. Is that right? Well, in those days, I won't get into it. You had to do that. 
I see. Well, you know, let's um, let's get more into that in a little bit. I'd love to go back over to Rod Sterling for a moment, who I would I would love it if I get a, could get a straight answer out of at some point. Or would uh, you? So I, yes. <laughs> no, yes, I would. I would. So while you're at uh, Antioch College, you decide to pursue uh, writing as a career. You start writing for radio. And I read that one of your first show pitches uh, when you were writing for radio was a weekly radio show in which the ghosts of a young boy and girl who were killed in World War II look through train windows and comment on day-to-day human life. Is that right? Yes. They accused me of being too heavy at uh, CBS. I, and I thought... I agree. I, I agree that, with CBS. I thought it wasn't heavy enough. <laughs> that They watered that pitch down from my original pitch, which mm-hmm. was actually have... Two children in striped pajamas. Oh my God. Looking through the chain linked fence oh of God. a concentration of, uh, camp. Auschwitz of Auschwitz. Or of Auschwitz into, wait for it, Dachau. <laughs> so you wanted to, your original series. My original series was posited two that they were Jewish all right next to each other. Looking through the gate at Auschwitz into a different concentration train of Dachau. And the twist was. <laughs> There's another twist. That they were actually alien Nazis. <gasps> Ooh, alien Nazis. That are different from Earth Nazis. Our... Al- alien Nazis want to eradicate everything in the known universe. <gasps> whereas Earth Nazis don't really get that there's other things outside of Earth. I mean, I think that that's a, a, a bit of a simplification as far as like what a Nazi is. No, no, no. That's exactly <laughs> what a Nazi is. Okay. And I tried to, you know, you're sounding a lot like the guy at CBS. <laughs> All right. Les Moonves. <laughs> oh, no. Should we run? I don't think that Les Moonves was the one who was... Uh, oh, no, he's the thousand years old. I find that very Are hard. That's the believe. twist. Are That's there the aliens? Twist. Are there aliens? Yes. yes. I don't know if there's evidence of there being aliens. But I have I, a, I have evidence. You of have that. evidence. A picture? I have a picture. <laughs> I have a I have a Polaroid that I took back in Germany. <gasps> back of, in Germany. Of an of a Nazi alien, as you can see. Oh. He's oh. wearing his uniform, his gray <gasps> head poking oh outside of his uh his uh Shoulder pads. His, his little his shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. All right. Yeah, his, you know. His it's... tentacle hands peering through <gasps> oh. and right on his name tag, Lieutenant Ike. <laughs> it is all, that is all spelled oh, out. That's that, an alien, all right. That is. And it, it's a very impressive picture. I don't know if that's evidence. Well, the twist not, is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Turn the other side of this Polaroid. All right. And what's on the other side? It's <gasps> me with my tie on my head. Oh. Drinking a dark and stormy. Okay. I so. think someone else took this picture. <laughs> I have a photo. Oh, do you, Martha Washington? <laughs> yes, I do. Can we see it? See if- this will be great radio. <laughs> Just describe another picture. Oh, good. What's this? What's this picture that you have, Martha Washington? Oh, oh, here it is. Well, as you can see, it's a photo of me sitting in some grass. Just sort of thinking. It's mm-hmm. about 1.18 p.m. I just had a small glass of water. Mm-hmm. Nothing too crazy because <laughs> when you have to walk down the hill in a 
giant dress. You don't want to slosh your stomach around too much. Mm, do you yes. follow, Jared? I do follow. What were you doing on the computer while Martha I was Washi- speaking? I think, Martha was, Washington. I think he was Googling. No, so. I'm not Googling. I gotta, I'm, oh. I'm wearing a lot of hats here. You know, I got to look at my notes. A I lot of hats. Well, I got I, those hats has no, the different no, personality no, of no. a dead president. Not true. Not true. So not in this photo, true. I'm sitting down. And it's a very captivating photo. Mm-hmm. And you see, had I not been here to explain it, you'd never know that I just had a small glass, glass of water. water in my stomach. Do you remember what time it was? I think it was 8.15, right? No, it was one. It was one something, right? That's the twist. That's this the picture <laughs> erases your memory. <laughs> it was 1.15 p.m. 1.15 p.m. All right. The The other picture was eight. See, I, I am paying attention to you, Martha Washington. I even, am. Do you even know what reality is, Jerry? <sighs> do you I'm, know what's real? Based on this conversation, I don't know if you do. I mm-hmm. think you're a little lax today because we're in your bedroom. That is not true. I'm, I'm just I'm as on point as I am if we had been able to reserve the studio today. Are are you a center of the bed sleeper or a side? I normally would be, but I, I, I live with my girlfriend, and so <gasps> she sleeps on the right side, and I sleep on the left side. How exciting. It's and you're really nice. not married? And we're not you're married. Not I mean, married. it's 2018, so this, is, this sort so of thing is not upon, you know. I oh. once wrote a script about an unmarried couple who mm-hmm. lived together. Okay. The president of CBS said, this is too, this is too edgy. <laughs> this is too edgy. But the twist was mm-hmm. that one was Albert Einstein okay. and the other was the theory of relativity. Oh! Albert Einstein was dating the theory of relativity? I get that. That sounds like a great episode. In bed with your work. In bed with your work. <laughs> it's a great metaphor. The ultimate relationship. Uh, let's go back over to Rod Sterling for a moment. This is going to drive me crazy, but I have another question to ask you. So you decide that radio is too limiting, so you try to make the move to television. And uh, part of your first move to television included uh, writing advertisements for, quote, dubious medical remedies. Yes. Do you remember this? The problem I had with radio is that you couldn't see the atrocities of medicine. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to have a show where I could show physical deformities that okay. matched the picture of what I was describing with my silky voice. <laughs> I see. With my beautiful voice. Now, I had taken that to mean that you were hired just to write commercials for what were dubious medical remedies, but you're saying that you sought this out, that you wanted to show people in a television show. I wanted to show dubious people dubious medical remedies. I wanted to show people that just a couple of shots of penicillin can mm-hmm. be pretty fun. <laughs> or using cocaine for a toothache. Co- or using <laughs> cocaine for a toothache? We did that all the time. Mm-hmm. I I did that a lot. So do you remember any of these uh, dubious medical remedies that you were writing for? I remember one one in particular. Okay. <gasps> there this one dubious this one dubious medical this one dubious medical remedy to the ailment of the sun is never going away. The sun has gotten so hot that it is melting the polar ice caps. Okay. It is causing everybody in New York to leave. There's a drought. There's a woman painting pictures of the sun. The medical remedy is to have a dream where it's getting too cold. Oh! 
that's so good. I oh. find this very hard to believe that this oh, was an Jared issue Hush. that people had back then. It was an issue that people had back then. Before, you know, before. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> no! The, oh my thunder. Gosh. the thunder. If you're out there, come quickly. <laughs> if you, I don't think that anybody can hear on the microphones. If they're, that's if right. Nobody up. can hear us because we're not, because we are in a basement. Help, no, we're help. Emergency, <laughs> emergency. There's a little bit of thunder and lightning. Oh, Jared. a lot of thunder, but Jared. Jared Bernstein is trying to convince us that the world is ending outside. And no, I'm not. I just think that maybe, maybe we're. Uh, this is a little bit of an uh, an exaggerated reaction to what is a very normal phenomenon. I'm getting taken back to my basement turkey trap years. <laughs> the, the the year and and uh, one quarter year yes. that you were trapped in the basement. You know, I was having uh, I was once having lunch with fellow. Twilight Zone writer Charles Beaumont, mm-hmm. and lightning struck him dead center <gasps> in oh the middle of his body. What Whoa. happened? He he lit up like a gas lamp. <gasps> wow! And the twist was he died right then that's and not, there. That's not oh. twist. That's not a twist. I that's the what twist we would expect it to happen. Be, he liked it. <laughs> he did like it. Oh, okay. He definitely <laughs> did like it. That's that's, that's what that the the before he died he said hey. Mm-hmm. I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the twist was going to be that, uh, that you lived on a planet where that's like a drink of water getting struck by lightning. And he was like, ooh, how refreshing. No, that's Jared. Not, no, it's not, that's not the twist, Jared. <laughs> I guess my twists are garbage, I guess. Uh, so for those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are the 20th century American television producer behind the Twilight Zone, Rod Serling. Hello. And uh, first first lady of these United States, Martha Washington. Yes. Uh, so, Martha Washington, your second marriage is uh, <gasps> two years. You're not going to ask me about Hamilton the musical? I was not going to ask you about Hamilton the musical. Why'd you think I was going to ask you about Hamilton? Well, it makes sense since I'm not in it. Well, you were mentioned once. Have you Hamilton seen it? Mentioned. Yeah. What? Have you seen it? Jared? I did. See I won it? the lottery, so we got to go see. Oh, well, uh, oh. You, don't have to be, you don't have to brag about it. <laughs> You asked me if well, I'd seen lucky it. you. Yeah, I was. It was pretty lucky. Yeah. Was it like Shirley Jackson's lottery, where at the end you uh, get one person killed? in the audience gets stoned to death? Don't don't ruin oh! the twist. <laughs> don't ruin the twist. You've been ruining twists this entire interview, Rod Serling. Give me a fucking break. Well, that walk the line twist happens in like the first fifteen minutes. You're talking about in the Johnny Cash. Johnny yes, Cash so twist? Rod didn't ruin anything. That's true. That's a really good point. But yes, I'm only mentioned in Hamilton. You're mentioned because you named your feral tomcat after Alexander Hamilton because he was a ladies' man, very similar to Rod Serling when he was at Antioch College. Oh. Or was I really nope. a cat? Nope. Nope. Was you I really a, human, a person cat? You were a human man. But I did just, so much more. And my husband is in Hamilton, the musical, for Christ's sake. Yes, he's prominent. Prominent. Prominent in the musical. Uh, do you mind if I ask you, so you get married to George Washington two years after the death of your first husband. Star of Hamilton, the musical. Not one of the key players in Hamilton, the musical. Yes. I wouldn't say he's one of the stars. Uh, and you're both you're both the same age though, which must have been very refreshing, right? Like your first husband was twenty years older than you, uh-huh. and uh, now you're married to another twenty seven year old. That must have been nice, right? It was nice, but yes, yes, age wise, age stuff wise, it was nice. Mm. But he was very much like ready to rock as far as taking over things and mm-hmm. being in charge. Okay, and so you know, 
it was hard to share the bed, so to speak. I see. You didn't want to give up this vast, your vast property, your vast enterprises. Correct. I see. Correct. And so I'm assuming there was a little bit of tension there between the two of you, like trying to figure out like what everyone's role is going to be in this Every night we arm wrestled at the kitchen table. You, you would arm wrestle with George Washington to decide. Yes. Like, well, we would... We would sort of cast it as like, oh, it's a playful husband and wife thing every night before bed. Submitted for your approval. A husband and wife before bed decide to arm wrestle. Okay. What it means is a simple game, or it could be a subtle power struggle between two very independent people. It sounds like it was the second one. I think it was was that, but I'm open to twists. (laughs) The twist. The twist is definitely that they are being written about by a biographer in the future. (gasps) It was a real... um, Characters in your own biography. That's a twist. And they were Nazi aliens. (laughs) They were Nazi aliens. It was a real Richard Burton, Liz Taylor situation. (laughs) Just two stars. Just two stars struggling for power. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm. Me. So... Or are you? So now George lived nearby, uh-huh. uh, and there's some speculation as to whether or not you two knew each other before your husband died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was wondering if you could shed some light onto this. Uh, did George like maybe express an interest in you? Maybe even did before we your cheat first... before Custis died? Uh, I wasn't going to ask that, but if uh, if you would would care to reveal, everyone since the dawn of time is so intrigued by exactly when people start dating (laughs) (laughs) and exactly i can't tell you how many times people have said oh custis died on blah 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 date when's your exact anniversary with george and to that i say it was six weeks later take it or leave it (laughs) that's really Sassy response there, Martha Washington. Are, some people say, that's too soon. And I say, love has no rules. Oh, so you were in love with George Washington. That was an actual love relationship that you guys had. It was. But again, in the Liz Taylor, Richard Burton way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, lot, of, lot of tension, a lot of animosity. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, so going back to Rod Sterling for just a moment. So in 1955, after years of submitting scripts, novels, radio plays, and working as a staff writer, you sell this script called Patterns that completely changes your life. It makes you one of the most popular writers in Hollywood. Uh, do you remember Patterns? Do you remember what that, uh, that, that show was about? Do I remember Patterns? Yes. Can anyone That's remember the anything? Yes. yes, people can remember in things. In your life? Yeah, people can remember things. Patterns was a script that I remember writing. Okay. That I, re- that I remember submitting, but mm-hmm. I don't remember where it came from. Okay. I rem- it could have I could have come from the depths of my imagination. That's where I'm guessing it came from. But it could have also come from a time-traveling Nazi dinosaur. Less likely. <gasps> but Probably the first one. Oh, Jared, hush. You weren't there. (laughs) It's right, Jared. You weren't there. But you were. The twist is you wrote patterns. I wrote patterns. The twist is that you wrote patterns. Jared Berenstein wrote patterns. Visited me in 1955 and said, this is going to change your life. Oh, Rod, did I write anything? (laughs) You did. Oh. Martha Washington, you wrote 
The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. The the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Wait, which one? The original one? The original. No, you wrote the one with with Denzel Washington. Oh, is that 4, 5, 6? No, that was still The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 with John Travolta. Oh, I thought it was... One, two, three, and then four, five, six. <laughs> they should have. They should have really made did. a sequel called Four, Five, Six. Because the, Pel- the go one, two, three doesn't go to Pelham Bay Park anymore. Doesn't it bother you guys That's when why. a sequel doesn't have a cute name like the first movie? Like like the, the, the magic movie, Now You See Me. The sequel is called Now You See Me Too, when it should have been called Now You, now don't. you don't. Now You Don't. Now You Don't. Oh! Exactly. <laughs> I'm getting the hang of this. So it should have been called "Now You Twist." <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. So, do you remember patterns? Can you tell us a little bit about that show? Uh, what it was about? Why you think maybe people responded so strongly to it? Well, you know, back in 1955, I was grabbing a drink with George Clayton Johnson, a writer who wrote Logan's Run later Ooh. in life. Great he, was, movie. he ended up writing on the Twilight Zone with me, and I said, look at this script. What do you think? And then he took the script, rolled it up, and put it in a bottle, and then sent that bottle off to sea. Now, that <gasps> bottle was found by a German U-boat captain <laughs> 20 years in the past, and then... He wrote that script. <laughs> so the German U-boat captain wrote the script That's of patterns that was thrown into the water in a bottle 20 years later. And then I said, George, why'd you do that? Why'd, I, why'd you make me lose that script? That was my only copy. Oh. And he and said, the twist is... It taught you a lesson. Oh. Gotcha. I guess the answer is you don't remember patterns because I've asked you <laughs> twice. <laughs> you keep on talking about. You know what's a bad, bad movie from the 50s? What's a bad what, movie from the 50s? Movie? Martha Washington? It's a wonderful life. I liked It's a Wonderful <gasps> Life. No, she's right. That's a classic. <laughs> There's more thunder scaring Martha Washington. You know what could have made that movie better? Nothing, Rod. A twist? Was it a twist? Because there was a twist. No, no, no. There was a twist. It's the The, worst movie ever made. It's a wonderful life. It's a terrible movie. It gives false hope to people who believe that staying in your small town can make you happy. Or basement. Or basement. (laughs) Or basement. When When it's true. Martha Washington, when you watch *It's a Wonderful Life*, do you do you see the town yes. as an analogy for you staying in the basement? The, t- the town is the basement, and that awful family is my turkey trap. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you mind, Martha Washington? I'd like to ask you about the end of the Revolutionary War. According to the Wikipedia, you were against George agreeing to be president. <laughs> of the United States, and you even went so far as to not attend his inauguration. Um, Why did you not want George to be president? And was there a point to skip in the inauguration? I wasn't ready for the limelight. Mm, I see. I liked being in charge. Now, don't get me wrong, but much in the same as Michelle Obama. I didn't want to be a celeb. Mm, Famous, famous for staying out of the limelight, Michelle Obama. It was with one Dead husband under my belt. I just wanted some time to connect with the person I married. Mm. And now he was marrying the USA or the 
chunk on the right or however you're looking at the map <laughs> still, from wherever count. you are. That still counts as the USA, even if we didn't have all the states still, that we currently it's have. It's still a pretty small country when you think about <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Still a pretty small country that's not really, we have no territories. Yes. So when you, definitely not, not Puerto Rico, not Hawaii, no, 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 no Alaska. None of the good stuff. Not even California. Good, we didn't none have of California the vacation spots. Definitely no. not. No. Just uh, colonial Williamsburg. So, so you not attending the inauguration was that like you saying to George, uh, "This is my protest." Like, yes, I, I want you to know that I don't want to go to this thing because I don't want you to be president. Yes, it was me putting my sweet foot down mm. and not going to say uh, to set my boundaries. Unlike Jimmy Stewart's character in Wonderful Life. A boundaryless man getting pushed around by everyone from the pharmacy guy to the to the wife he didn't even want to marry. It seemed like he loved that woman. It seemed like he wanted to marry her. Oh, if you remember. Oh, two minutes. Yes, two minutes, Martha Washington. <laughs> I'll get right to you it. really don't need to, to announce that. Well, they can't see. Nobody knows. Nobody at home needs to know we got two minutes left in the episode. What the audience doesn't know is that we are that- all being viewed by... A Martian zoo. <gasps> we're in a Martian zoo. We're right in the now. Martian zoo, where we are the animals, and they're all watching us. There in a cage. are a lot of stuffed dogs in this room. Yes, this, there are. There was. Yes, little... there are. Where do they come from? <laughs> they're toys. We uh, but we are won. <laughs> we won that one at uh, at the fair. We oh, went to, you and your, we went to Coney your bedmate. <laughs> and my bedmate. And I've also I've also <laughs> noticed you've got a couple of unhung clocks in this room. <gasps> Uh, we have, oh, I have one unhung clock. So that you can pick up and go. Leave <laughs> well, no trace. I, there's also a giant mirror, so as technically there are two unhung How clocks. How exciting. In this wall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, if you remember when Jimmy's character dances with Mary at the, the dance, and then yes. the, the best part of the movie happens when the floor so, opens and up they and they the fall pool. inside. Mm-hmm. She says, oh, I want to get married, George. And he says, I'd rather travel. And she says, no, no, no. And so, really, he didn't want to marry Mary. He wanted to marry Mary, but he maybe wanted to travel first or travel with Mary. They had plans to travel together. He was in love with her. Okay. You can't convince us that this is a good movie. I answer, I gotta it doesn't say, stand the test of time. I, I think it has to the test of time. <laughs> George Bailey did this. Did, uh, just blames the <laughs> fact that his brother died oh. uh, and his weird ear thing <laughs> on the fact that he can't do anything in his life. If I blamed all my problems on my brother, I fellow screenwriter Robert <laughs> Serling. I wouldn't oh, I be know. the I wouldn't be the man I am today. Could. Can you name anything he's written? Your brother, uh, Robert. I didn't even know that there was a Robert Serling. That there was a brother. He's my older brother. Oh wow! Or the twist is nope. He's my father, just uh, like Jack Nicholson. In, when his in the, his <laughs> twist, Chinatown. His twist. Now there's your a man. Cousin. That is your sister. That is is a, your is your daughter. I'd that give like... anything to go to a Lakers game with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh I've heard God. it's really fun. Martha heard... Washington. Well, so much has happened. Of all the things to come in the, with the future advancements, I would choose courtside ticks <laughs> with Jack Nicholson. 
Just once, I'd like to see well, a ring ceremony. It. There you have it. We we know Martha Washington hates it's a, a wonderful life, but would love to go to a Lakers game with Jack Nicholson. And we know nothing about Rod Sterling because he hasn't given us a single straight answer this entire time. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this or week's episode. Yes, yes, it is Rod Sterling. Yes, it is. Uh, I'd like to thank my guests, Rod Sterling and Martha Washington, for joining me in the studio today. Uh, I have one final question. I know it's a little weird, uh, but I was wondering if either of you had any uh, shows or comedians or Twitter accounts that you're big fans of. Uh, Martha Washington, anything you want to tell people about? Yes. Follow the Rebecca Robles show on Instagram and watch episodes coming soon, new ones, on YouTube. And that's R-O-B as in boy, L-E as in Edward, S as in Sam. I'm half Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Rod Sterling, anything you want to tell people about? There is a weird little Jewish boy who goes by the name of David Bloveband. And he seems to just uh, say weird things that I can't understand on Twitter, at Bloveband, B-L-U-V-B-A-N-D. And he seems to be in a couple of episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But the twist is that he has been dead for 80 years. <gasps> that is an unbelievable twist. And, uh, he's, and he's Burt Reynolds. <laughs> We're both SAG. Didn't see, didn't Bo- see that. Both going. SAG. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Jared Berenstein. You should check out all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast of the show. We got all our old episodes on the podcast. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Or will we? Yes, yes, we will. Famous dead people.